Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's message. My name's Aaron, and I'm on the staff team here at Eastlake. Everything we do around here depends on the generous donations of our local and online community. People just like you, who tune into these messages and see great benefit from living that idea that life is a gift and love is the point. So if you love what Eastlake is up to, we'd encourage you to contribute by going to eastlakecc.com. With that, let's jump into this week's message. Today, we hear from Brittany Gad as she continues our series, Getting Closer. Please check the description for links to our quarterly Spotify playlist and guided meditation. Hi, my name is Brittany, and I am happy to be here at Eastlake this week to continue the relationship series, Getting Closer. This series has taken a look at how we can have deeper and more meaningful relationships. And what we've looked at so far has been humility, empathy, vulnerability. And today we're going to explore the nebulous topic of kindness. At first glance, the topic of kindness might seem pretty straightforward. Go forth, be kind. But I've gotta be honest, the word kindness is a little triggering for me. It immediately takes me back to my childhood and being a kid and my mother insisting that I be kind to my brother. It didn't matter what had happened, who had started it or who had betrayed who. Kindness was the ultimatum. Be kind, she'd say. When I hear the phrase be kind, it feels vague and frustrating and difficult to nail down. It makes my palms a little sweaty. Be kind. Okay, right, check. Be kind. I know I should, but what does that mean? And what does it look like in any given situation? I'm not always kind, so what now? Am I just not a kind person? As if it's something you inherently are or not. There's some other phrases that make me feel this way too. Be healthy, do good, you should change. As a self-admitted perfectionist, these statements feel like flippant external judgments of who I should be on the inside and undoubtedly am not. In my mother's defense, though, I am a mother now, and I often find myself exasperated, saying to my kids, be kind for the love of all that is holy. Be kind to one another. Because here's the thing, kindness would change everything. I've experienced the transformative power of kindness by being on both the giving and receiving ends. So I believe in its ability to cut through the clutter and directly impact the human across from you. It's like a language that one heart speaks to another heart. It's the shortcut to human connection without even having to know anything about the other person. It's finding common ground and recognizing a fellow brother or sister sitting across from you. 
but just like exercise or good relationships, you don't just show up kind. Kindness is an intentional pursuit that's cultivated through habits and discipline and practice. Today, we'll talk about some of those practices and why kindness is important to healthy relationships. But first, I have a little more baggage around kindness that I need to unload. And I feel like right now is a good time. Kindness can seem cliche. In some ways, it can be similar to forgiveness. It's this thing that you do for yourself, regardless of whether it changes the other person, although you're secretly hoping it changes the other person. And we're encouraged to do it no matter what. If you've ever heard the phrase, forgive and forget, it can sound similar to me at least as be kind. It has the same cringeworthy effect. I think there can be a misconception in some examples of kindness that communicate no matter what happened or how anybody treated you, don't let it bother you. In fact, you should welcome it with a smile and offer them a cup of tea or another more direct way to say it is that kindness is not having any boundaries. There can be hints of spiritual bypassing and avoidance in some approaches to kindness that promote kindness at all costs. And I want to be clear, kindness does not include compromising of self or becoming small. Being offended is something that can be controversial in today's political climate, but there is a difference between preference and safety. If you're a woman listening today, you may be familiar with inherent messages in society that women should be meek and mild. Expectations and external definitions of kindness have been used to control behavior and let us know what is and is not acceptable. There are versions of kindness that tell oppressed people to talk sweeter and smile more. Today, I'm not talking about weaponized kindness, but I think it's important to acknowledge that it exists. Instead today, I wanna to talk about genuine kindness, the kind that transforms you and the person in front of you and brings depth to the human experience. According to Google, because I did Google kindness, the definition of kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Maybe if you're like me, you can immediately think of a person who matches this exact description. They're always smiling, offering their time and resources to help, and are thoughtful about the way they care for you. Aren't they just the best? But seriously though, salt of the earth people. The world really would be a better place if we could all be a little bit more like them. The reality is that some people are just naturally going to be more kind, whether because of their biology or upbringing, it's just a part of their personality. I've got to be honest, I have never considered myself this person. I've struggled with some of these attributes of kindness. And maybe you're like me, you might be friendly and have no trouble smiling at strangers, but could work on your generosity. Or maybe you're generous, 
but you have a hard time considering how other people might feel. What I love about kindness is that you can learn it and grow it and develop it. I used to think having to learn it lessened the meaningfulness of kindness, but I've grown up a little bit since then and, and realized that the experience is all the same to the person receiving the kindness. They don't know if you were born that way or whether you're working your butt off to make them feel seen and cared for. Honestly, to them, it's all the same. The other cool thing about kindness is that it feels layered. For example, there is a general kindness towards strangers. You know, the kind that makes you smile to yourself a little bit for a little while afterwards. This is the type of kindness where you let someone cut in line in front of you, or you notice that somebody dropped something and you pick it up and say, excuse me, I think you dropped this. Or maybe you smile at somebody. If you're doing these things already, congratulations, you're well on your way to being kind. Specifically, you're practicing friendliness. It's a great skill to have. Honestly, it's a basic layer, but it's essential Hey everyone, it's Kristen. Just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for tuning in. I hope that you're finding these messages helpful for you in your everyday life. Um, that's what we're trying to do here is gather around the idea that life is a gift and love is the point and let's give ourselves ways to move forward in that in our own everyday world. Um, so I wanted to take a moment to say thank you for being a part of this community. To those of you who have participated and given financially, we wanna say thank you to you. Everything that we do here happens because people make contributions. People say, I value this place. I want it to exist for me and for other people. And so I'm going to support it. And so we just want to say how grateful we are um, that you do that. And for those of you who maybe haven't had a chance to contribute yet, um, we would ask you to consider maybe doing so. If you find this place beneficial, if you find these messages helpful for you, then um, consider joining us in that way. You could go to eastlakecc.com to make a contribution. Um, and we just always are thankful for the people who want this place to exist. So thanks again for tuning in. Let's get back to the message. Learning how to be kind to other humans, you need it. And the good news is you can practice it. Another layer of kindness is acting generously towards your friends. These random acts of kindness are fun because you have some level of vested interest in the relationship and enjoy the reciprocal nature of bringing joy to each other. We're all familiar, familiar with these layers of kindness and how they show up in the world. And there's lots of resources out there, Pinterest, Google, and ways that you can spice up your intentionality in these areas. But there's another deeper layer of kindness that shows up in our closest relationships and in our most vulnerable spaces. At this level, kindness can be harder to wield because we're more open to criticism and injury, which can result in defensiveness. It can be harder to choose kindness when we're in pain. In those spaces, we're less likely to have the capacity to choose kindness and are more likely to pass along the pain that we're feeling. Perhaps this shows up when you and your partner are having a discussion 
and they bring up unmet needs that you're failing to meet. And it feels like just another critique to add to the long list. Or maybe your coworker gets the promotion that you wanted and felt like you deserved. Or maybe your friendship has shifted and you're feeling a little discarded or left out. When we're in pain, our ego is activated to problem solve and defend against the injury, which can make it difficult to see the forest through the trees. Some familiar emotions we may feel when these things are happening are anger and jealousy, and envy and pride and selfishness. These emotions are the worst. Don't get me wrong, I am not a fan of labeling emotions good or bad or negative or positive because I think all emotions are helpful to understand how we honestly feel about something. But these emotions are just hard. They're difficult. They're confusing and overwhelming and they can be triggering. And when we're in the deep thralls of feeling them, we tend to act in ways that are not aligned with our values. We might send the scathing email or say the words that we can't take back. We might storm out or stay and pick at vulnerabilities in the other person. Outside of this experience, we may value how we treat other people and being a kind person and understanding how to practice it. But what does kindness look like in this space? It's more than just buying a cup of coffee or putting the toilet seat down when you're done. Kindness expands and begins to look a lot like respect and empathy and wanting the best for the other person. So what do we do? What do we do if we have a value of kindness and respect and empathy, but we've been hijacked by one of these difficult emotions? The answer might look different for each of us. We each have self-soothing techniques that may be unique. Some may calm down by going outside and shooting basketballs or washing the dishes or going on a walk. But there are some physiological ways that regulate our stress response that are pretty universal to most humans, such as breathing or sharing how we're feeling with an uninvolved party like a partner or a therapist or a physical activity can help calm the nervous system too. It may involve taking a moment to reflect on the situation and identifying how you're feeling. Something that I like to do when I'm feeling this way, when I'm feeling like, ah, oh, I really want to be kind because I love you. I'm sitting across from you and I love you and having a hard time choosing kindness towards you right now is reflecting on how I'm feeling. What's the emotion? Is it jealousy? Am I angry at you? What's the emotion that I'm feeling? And then reflecting on the situation. And taking a second to myself and saying, oh, I just feel jealous. Jealousy is a hard one, right? I just feel jealous. And I take a moment to say to myself, oh honey, I'm so sorry you feel jealous. 
that's such a hard thing to feel. It's hard to feel that way. And it's understandable that in this situation, you would feel that way. We do this with our kids. We try to do this with our kids. Sometimes um, acknowledging a difficult feeling can be difficult because there can be a sense of shame around feeling that way. Feelings, especially these ones, have been moralized as bad. They mean that you're less than or you're missing the mark. Some may call them sinful. But the reality is that feeling these feelings is a human response. It's not something to be ashamed of or avoided. A kid's version of this might be name it to tame it, feel it to heal it. Name what you're feeling and then feel it all the way through. Some other things, once you've had this opportunity to acknowledge how you're feeling, is to accept the way that you feel without judgment and maybe even a little compassion if you can muster it. And then choose a response that's in alignment with your values instead of the emotion that you're feeling. Some of those choices when we're choosing to be kind, even when it's hard, might look like focusing on words, trying to remain friendly if you can. Never underestimate the power of your words, both kind words and harmful words. As my late grandpa would say, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. You could also try getting curious this can lead to empathy for the other person. How are they feeling? How have I contributed to the way they're feeling? What are things that are outside of my control about the way that they're feeling? And are there any miscommunications I can clear up? You can also take a second to remind yourself of your values. I care about this person. And ultimately, I wanna be the person who shows up in friendship and sticks around even when it's hard. I value commitment and honoring other people's vulnerabilities. Reminding yourself of those values can help you choose a response that's in alignment with that. And also providing space. Allow space for the other person to express themselves without it directly reflecting on you. Be generous with your silence and your engagement We've changed what we say to our kids from be kind to choose kindness because I really want them to understand that it's an intentional choice. It's a series of choices, really. It's not always easy. Sometimes it is, but it's always available and it becomes more accessible the more we practice in all the big and small opportunities we're presented with. My hope for you as you reflect on kindness this week is that you'd make the active choice to cultivate friendliness, generosity, and empathy in your life to the point that it spills over when it's easy and especially when it's not. And in those instances when it's hard to choose kindness, I hope you feel the nudge 
to take a compassionate look at why and then do the work to make the choice to show up in kindness. As you experience kindness this week, may you also be reminded why it's important. Thanks for watching. Go forth and be kind. Thank you for joining us. To make a donation, head to eastlakecc.com slash donate.